four different stages for every believer. And th- this is a pathway for, for, for all of us. And we've, we've all started in this process. In this first circle here, we're all in this process when we first, before we ever get saved, before we ever come to know Christ, we're in this area where we're exploring God. So you guys, you guys agree that before you ever get saved, there's maybe somebody has shared with you something about Jesus. Somebody has talked with you about uh, about going to church, but and so there's something in you that that you say, "Hmm, I I'm curious." Did, did anybody start there? That's how I started. I I can go through all these stages, and I can I can begin to look at and see how you know. Somebody had shared the good news with me, or did anybody as a kid get picked up for vacation Bible school? Yeah? yeah you, uh, so I, I want to go back for you guys to understand this, because, because a lot of times there's things that are put in each and every one of us that we, that we miss or that we forget. You know, I've got a lot of really cool things that happened to me when I was a kid. There was a pastor, and it happened to be a really good friend of mine. They would stop and pick me up every Sunday morning and take me to this little white country church. And he actually happened to be the pastor, and he would pick me up for church. And after, after church on Sunday mornings, I would go to his house. We would play in the fields, and I would have lunch with them and their family. And, 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 and I, but I was in this place where I was, I don't ever, honestly, I don't ever remember being in a place where, I remembered the invitation for Christ as a young child. But I knew that I knew that something was different. So I was in this phase where I was exploring God. Now I want you to understand that a lot of people come into church, they'll walk through the doors, not be saved, could be saved, may not be saved, but they're exploring God. You guys, you guys would agree, right? That somebody will come to church, uh, they're curious, but they won't, they won't necessarily make a commitment to God. So so these are four phases that we're, that we're going to talk about tonight. I'm going to put this here because this, is, um, this of course, is a cross. You guys understand that's a cross, right? So, so, so we, we have this here where we're in the phase of exploring God. So that's kind of where we start. And, uh, you know, understand that when you're exploring God, it doesn't mean that you're saved. So God, I want you to keep in mind that he's, he's wanting us to make disciples so we see this phase, and we're going to look at this in Mark chapter 4 here in a second. So we see that um, it's actually interesting because at these phases, you'll find, you'll find things like this is the area where a lot of times when people are exploring God, they find themselves in fellowship. You guys, you guys trekking with me? You know, this is a big fellowship church, right? You know, so we, we, we try to bring people into fellowship. Hey, we've got summer nights going on. We've got this going on. We, wanna, we want you to be able to come and fellowship with us, not just to learn about who we are, but to learn about who God is, because we represent the kingdom. Amen? We represent each and every one of us are a disciple maker. Amen? So we all represent Jesus. We all represent him, but we, the reason we fellowship is because of God. Everybody with me so far? So... So, there are simple truths, and, and, and this is something that I, that I love, that, that, um, that I believe, and I don't know if he added to it or not, but there are simple truths that we have to come to realization in when we move from one level to another level. Because, you know, I, I, want, I want you to see something, though, because there are people here that are exploring God, that are maybe coming into our church, but then there's a whole other group of people over here, they're, guess what, they're far away from God. 
uh, yeah, you guys, you, guys, you guys see what I'm saying? Because I'm not talking about people. There are people absolutely 100% that are f- far away from God. If you mention God's name, they're like, no, I don't go to church. I'm mad at God. God, you know, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. So I'm talking about church right now. I'm talking about people that have had an experience or had an encounter or, they, or maybe they've been in church, but they've never gotten saved. So, so please understand, there, there's, a, there's a big group of people here that are really far away from God. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to get them into this. In, it's not a system. You're going to see it in Mark chapter 4 here real quick because, because my eyes were actually really, really open to a lot of that. But uh, as I begin to see it and I begin to see what, how it was taught and, uh, and, and really what Jesus was trying to say. So, so we understand there are people far away from God, right? So they're not even in this system. So we move into this place where people are exploring God. These could be people that are actually, maybe they've received salvation. Maybe they haven't received salvation. They're coming in to check us out. There'll be people come in this house sometimes and they'll say, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm church shopping, you know. And if, they, if people come in and say that to me, I'll say, well, praise God, you know. If you have any questions, call me. You know, uh, even better yet, even now, I, I'll ask a lot of times, are you saved? Do you know Jesus? You know, because I don't know if I'll see him again. So I, I always maybe take an opportunity now where I didn't in the past to make sure they have an opportunity to receive Jesus. So we have simple truths. And I want you to understand the, the next one. Guess Anybody want to take a guess what B is? Believe. No, it's beginning in God. I guess you could have used the word believe, but, um, but it's beginning in God. So you have, you have people here that are exploring God. And, you know, um, to be beginning in God, a lot of times people will get saved. You, you, know, you follow me? But see, this is, where, this is where we're trying to help people understand. We don't stop at salvation. Because when we talk about going and making disciples, we want people to have the revelation that there's so much more than salvation. Sozo. There's so much more available to us. There's so much more that we can do as a body. There's so much more that we, we, we can flow into. Amen? So we have one simple truth, and I, I want you to see this. To go from this level to this level, we have to have one revelation. That revelation is grace. Because, look, I, I want you to see this, because you can't go from... See, a lot of times people get stuck here, and they don't understand the grace of God. It's, it's, it's a simple truth. You know, I, I'm not good. You know, they're, it's in, they're in works. They get into that phase, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. But see, you know, people don't move. They, they don't move because they don't understand how graceful God is. You can't earn your salvation. You can't pay for it. It's free. So you, you, you have to move into an area where you begin to understand God's grace. I serve a graceful God. I messed up today. God's grace, you know, and I want you to understand, grace is not, a, gr- grace is not there for you to keep sinning. Okay, we don't, we, don't, we don't preach that way here. We don't preach, well, you know, you messed up. You know, I'm thankful God was graceful with me, though, when I first got saved. Amen? Anybody have a, you know, would agree that God was graceful? I, I, you know, there were a lot of things that, that, I, that I messed up on or that I missed, and I realized that, man, it was God's grace that covered that. And so I want you to get this tonight because... Because even tonight, as a disciple maker, if you're not extending grace to that person, you you just need to do it this way. That doesn't win a lot of people, really, does it? That that doesn't show a lot of people. You know, the Word says, you know, you got to get your, you know, you got to get off. 
people, you know, listen, every phase, <laughs> every phase that I'm going to talk about tonight is, is we're growing. So, so please understand, none of, nobody here's arrived. We won't arrive on planet Earth to receiving and knowing everything that we need to know. Everybody in agreement with that? I, uh, yeah, amen. So, so we understand something here. There's one truth that we have to have to go from exploring God to beginning God, and that's the grace of God. We need to understand that I can't do it on my own. God, God, you know, great, grace is the empowerment. You know, Pastor Miranda preaches on this. Grace is the, the empowerment to overcome sin. You know, the grace, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to grace, and not to get caught up in that tonight, but there's, there's one simple truth that we have to understand to move from one place to another. And I want you to catch this tonight because are you making a disciple? Are you, are, you, are, you, are you meeting with someone? Are you Because, you know, right now, you might be with somebody over here that's far away from God. They haven't even moved into the area where they're ready to explore God. But, the, but they're far away from God. So we're working to get them into an area where, you know, hey, would you come to a life group? Hey, would you, would you agree to go out and have coffee with me? Ryan went out yesterday with a friend. You know, we're, we're not audio recording, but he went out with a friend the other day. God had spoken to him to go out and, uh, you know, to, to minister to him. And that's exactly what he did. He went out and he ministered, and he actually had an opportunity to lead him to the Lord. Now the next phase, the next step is, how do we get him into an area where he's exploring God and learning about God's grace? Because, you know, the problem, this is the reality. We can't do it on our own. We need Jesus. But, you know, what I love about Jesus, Jesus will bring people around. I'm thankful that he put somebody, he put my friend, you know, in my life that, that, ministered to me he was like you need to go to this meeting with me I don't want to go to this meeting with you you know listen to prophets and he's like man you might have a word I don't want it you know I was I wasn't saved I was like I don't that stuff's I'm, you know I don't know about all that you know and he was like no come and go and then I watched it I watched this lady prophesy over him and like knew his whole life and I'm like knew what was going on and and I was like how did she know that you know and it was a word of knowledge she, she was operating in the gifts you know I, I find out later what she's doing but I'm so thankful for the grace of God. Exploring God. Next one is beginning. Um, uh, beginning in God. So I have, we have fellowship. We have relationship. This is <laughs> last night one of the questions that got asked. which was We had a great men's meeting last night. One of the questions was uh, we were talking about perseverance. And we went through a list of questions and and we're talk, we, we begin to talk about, like, you know, what's one of the things that you enjoy or one of the things that you... What was the last question that we had? Do you remember? what The call. That we were talking about the call or the purpose that God, God's called us into and what He's purposed in us to do. And, and, uh, and, I, and I looked at all the guys in the room last night and I said, this right here is what I love. The, the, the call of God on my life to be setting with a group of men that are able to just share their hearts for an hour and a half, we eat, we laugh, we share, and that, that's what I love doing. And, uh, but one of the things, in beginning in God, in a lot of places, we, we have to cultivate relationship. Not only, not, watch this, because it's so important that people don't just cultivate relationship with you, but they begin to cultivate relationship with God. They begin to, you know, they begin to cultivate an understanding of who God is. They begin to understand. And th this is the thing about salvation. Once somebody gets saved, I truly believe this, they begin to frame. You, you know, a person can get saved, though, and stop. 
See, that's what that's what that's where I that's where we want to take this a bit further. Because you know, when you're in this phase and beginning in God, many times people will see the word of God. They'll they'll begin to understand God is real. I see the Bible as truth. People, people ultimately would say that. Not that they don't get confused, not that they can't be confused of the word or the reading of the word, but a simple truth. Let me go into this. A tr- the next truth. So we go from one to two. We go to two to three. So the truth that moves us into discipleship here, let me put it down here, is God's word, the authority of God's word. So a lot of times, please, people will understand that when they begin in God, they'll begin to see God's word as authority. You guys with me? They'll begin to have a, a grasp or an understanding. You know, when I got saved, Miranda's got that look on her face. Am I not explaining this very well? Is everybody trekking with me? You have a question. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. It can be your role and it's God's role. You know, it's their role in 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 seeking, uh, you know, seeking to to grow in the things of God. It's our role to bring when somebody's exploring God. It's our role as a disciple maker to fellowship with them. But it's also our role to to point point them towards the fellowship with Christ. You know that you know maybe it's beginning to learn how to read the Bible. You know, a lot of people have never. You know, there, there are Christians that don't read the Bible now. I mean, you, there's people been in church for 20 years. They don't read the Word of God. They, do you have a Bible? No, I don't have a Bible. And, you know, right now we've got a generation of people. You know, I'm not against cell phones. I use mine. I use my tablet and stuff like that. But we have a generation of people. They don't actually have a physical Bible. You know, and they, they show up. Well, uh, you know, I got my phone. And, but, you know, but, but it's good to have a physical Bible. So to answer your question, yes, it's the role we play. And helping somebody become a disciple. But it's also the area where like beginning in God. One of the things that we're doing. Is we're pushing them towards having a. And cultivating a relationship with Jesus. Anybody with me? Did that did I answer your question? So dual purpose. It's a stage. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's a good comment. Did everybody catch what brother Greg said? So it's kind of the. Yeah it's the stage. So relationship. The truth here. Exploring God, beginning in God. The truth now, uh, beginning in God to the discipleship, is that we now understand that God's word is the authority. God's word is the authority, the supreme authority. I'm just telling you what I'm, I'm repeating what I've learned. I know you probably got 12 more steps you want to add because I know how your brain works. So, So, yeah, God's, God's word is supreme authority. So, here we have, let me make sure I'm looking at this right. The C here is close to God. So, I, I love this because you can begin to get the picture of the disciples, right? What were they? They were, they were close to Jesus, right? They, they, were, they, were, they were being discipled by Jesus. They were, they were eating with him. They were, 
you know, they, they, were, they, were in all, they were in fellowship with him. They were, in, they were in relationship with him. And now they had moved into the area of discipleship where they were being discipled by him. And you, know, and you begin to think about that. And when, you know, in Jesus, John 14, 15, and 16, and Jesus began to talk and he began to minister to his disciples and began to talk about the promise of the Holy Spirit and him, him, him leaving and, you know, them like, well, they not, didn't really have a revelation of him leaving. But see, this is the place, even, even here, discipleship, that's the area that we're trying to get people into a place of discipleship, but it's not the final stage. It's not the final stage. Because, you know, even Jesus lost disciples when he passed. There were 12, right? But, you know, when we, when we, look, at, when we look at the upper room, how many could have been in the upper room? A minimum 500. There could have been 500 more disciples. There was the 120, but there could have been at least 500 others in that upper room. So there were some that were lost at the point where Jesus had died. So this is the thing. We can lose people at any level. But I, what I'm trying to show you that this is ultimately the phase in which people flow through discipleship. So we have discipleship. We're close to God. And the last one is lordship. And this is God-centered. It's funny because uh, Robert Moore says, uh, you know, he said the GC, he said that stands for Gateway Church because that's the name of his church. So, um, and the truth, I really like this. Take your Bibles, go to Revelations chapter 12 real quick. I want to show you this in the Word. Revelations chapter 12. Close to God, to God-centered, the truth. The truth is that you become a giver. Like pastors, is he talking about money? <laughs> no. No, not, not, you know, not just that, but, but take your Bibles, go to Revelation chapter 12. I want, you, I want you to see this out of the Word because this is, this is really profound. You become a giver. What does God ultimately want from us? He ultimately wants, every, he wants, he wants us, right? He, he ultimately wants every, every part of our being. You know, so is, he re, you know, is, is God referring to he, he, wants, he wants our resources? Yeah, he, he absolutely he wants our resources. You know, Dr. Morocco teaches it, but, uh, you know, others, others teach it. The three T's. Our treasure. You know, because God knows that our, our treasures, what's on our heart, our, our treasures attached to our heart. Our time. Our, our time. You know, ultimately God's looking at our time. You know, there, you know he's, he's, he's wanting our time. Not just, not just in the sense of us studying the word, but he's wanting us. The Bible, watch this, because the Bible says, go and make disciples. So he's wanting to take our time here on earth for us to be utilized to go and, and, and to make disciples. So our, our, our time, you know, if, if you just cram yourself in a room and you study 20 hours a day and you never leave that room, I, I really feel you're missing the purpose and call of God, of God on your life because the great commission given by Jesus is to go. So he's wanting our time. Yes, we study to show ourselves approved, but ultimately God is wanting to move us into a, a whole other area to do what Jesus did. 
to do what he did. So God wants our time. He wants our treasure. Amen. And the other T is uh, our talents. Our talents. Everybody in here has a gift. Everybody in here has a, as a you know, everybody in here, if you, everybody saved? You know, everybody's saved, right? Praise God, everybody's shaking their heads. So everybody in here is saved. So you've, been, you, you've received a measure of faith, right? You, you received a gift from God. You received salvation. That's a gift from God. But God also wants our talents. And I believe the, the, this is the greatest. I, I looked at Miranda the other, night, the other day when we were praying Sunday, and you fell out, and I, I, just, I, I whispered in her ear, and I said, God has it all. God has it all. Every, every, everything that I have belongs. Everything we have belongs to Him. There's, there's no area in which I'm, which I'm, which I'm going to withhold from God. And that's, and that's that place where, you know, my life, He's Lord. Lordship. Lordship. He's, he's my Lord. If He asks me for it, I give it. He's my Lord. I make Him my Lord. And ultimately, this is, <laughs> this is the phase that I believe that we're all moving through. But you know, let me go back, let me go back because see, this is, see, every phase, we're growing. <laughs> Please get that, catch that. We're growing because if I, if I make it to here, I've got so much more to learn about lordship. You know, I've got to make confessions like, you know, he has it all. I, what, there, was, there were times that I, I wasn't able to make that confession because he didn't have everything. You know, there, there are times that he, you know, when the Lord told me to give, financially give, big, I don't want to give that. I've, you know, I don't know. Can I be transparent tonight? I mean, there were times the Lord spoke to us, you know, to sow, and I was like, man, I, I don't, I've got things I need to do. Personally, I need to, I need to do this. And, you know, I remember Dr. Rodney's, I, we, were, we were flying home. We were flying home, going home, you know, I, you know, we, we had a lot of, Dr. Rodney had blessed us. He had paid for our trip, paid for our airfare. And, you know, honestly, that, that was a blessing because that was five $7,000 right there that he, expenses that he had covered. But we're going to be home for two weeks. I've got food expenses. I've got car expenses. I've got, we've got other expenses, you know. I'm, and I'm thinking, how are we going to do this? How, how are we absolutely going to do this? And, I, you know, and I don't even know how much money we had in the bank. It was, <laughs> we had given a lot. And I, I'll never forget that we were in that offering. It, it, you know, they teach offering for a little while sometimes down there, and I think it was Brother Jonathan that had taught. And, um, and I felt to sow a seed. And to me, it was a big seed. I'll share it with you guys. Is all right if I share it with you guys? I, I felt, to, you know, I, I looked at Miranda, and I was like, you know, we're going to sow. And she was like, what are you feeling? I said, you know, $2,500. I, I mean, honestly, that was stretching me. I, I mean, honestly, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to have to put it on a credit card and believe the Lord. Nobody's ever done that before, right? So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put it on my credit card and believe the Lord. Did we not? We didn't put it on a credit card. We had to. Did you? We had it. What we had in savings. Okay. Well, see, you always ask the wife to tell the story. So she remembers the details. Um Okay, we had it. We didn't put it on the credit card. Um, so we, we had it, and, uh, and uh, I looked at her, and I said, of course, we always, we always agree in our giving. And, uh, and she said, you know, I, I feel to sow $5,000. And 
And uh, he, he said, you know, I just feel like that's what we have to sow. I don't want to sow 25. If we don't sow 5,000, I don't want to sow anything at all. I just looked at her. I literally just looked at her like deer headlights the whole nine yards. And that's, that's not the largest seed we'd ever sowed. But I'm going to tell you when, you, when you sow a seed or you plant a seed and everything's, everything from there is faith, because I don't have the I don't have the money to get. We we literally had to pay. <laughs> we literally had to book flights to get to to West Virginia. And of course, I don't. We didn't want to put things on credit card. We didn't want to be in debt. And um, we uh, we plan, We uh, she she looked at me and she said, "I, I feel to sow five five thousand. I just said, "Okay," and I I busted out laughing during the offering meeting. And I don't know if it was the joy of the Lord or just me laughing. Everybody was quiet. You know, they've been preaching for an hour and 20 minutes for the offering. You know, nobody's laughing during that time. Everybody's giving, and I was like, oh, you know, it's been a lot, you know, not, you know, not saying anything negative. But I just start laughing. I'm just like, you know, I, you know and I'm looking around. I'm <laughs> doing that whole deal. And um, my mom calls me within... Eight hours, bawling. Son, I, I, I got an envelope here. Somebody stopped in my office. This guy was a preacher. He used to do tent meetings all over, all over the United States. He, he drives truck here. And he was asking questions about you, and he walked in with an envelope. I can't even tell you what's in it. I said, Mom, no, tell me what's in it. I need to know because I needed money to get home. I needed money to get to West Virginia. So I was, you know, in my mind, I'm hoping that, you know, that's three, $300, $400 to get us. And um, she's bawling, going, you know, you know, she's, <laughs> I can't, but I've never seen anything like this. And I'm like, well, no, I've seen God work like this, and I, I needed it now. It was a now thing that we needed. And my mom's crying, and she's bawling, and, and, and she opens the envelope, and she's like, oh, my. She's counting the money. Oh, my. Oh, oh my. Oh, my Bradley, anytime I was in trouble or whatever, it was always Bradley. So my mom, Bradley, you're not going to believe there's $5,000 in this envelope. I said, praise God, that, that's awesome. That seed we had just planted, it returned within, within, within 10 hours. Now, I, it doesn't always work that way. But I knew something at that point that, that you know, I, I, it, it's not mine to hold. It's mine to give. It's mine to give. So I, I believe that's one of the things where you move from this, where, you're, where, you, where you get God-centered. He has my time. He has my talent. He has my treasure. Amen? He, he has that. You know, and uh, you know, sometimes, look, give me, a, give me talent. You know, Minister Lee Howe, I love to come up here and sing with him. I can't sing like them. But, you know, I pray, Lord, make me sound good. You know? <laughs> but that's, that's, what, that, that's what moves the pinnacle in discipleship. You know, I love it that I'm looking at disciple makers in here. I love it that I'm looking at disciple, people that, that are disciples of Christ. Amen? Because you, you've moved through this. You've moved throughout. You know, I'm, I'm born again. I'm saved. I, you know, I'm getting this stuff figured out. And, you know, I'm, I'm drawing closer to God. And you know what? He's going to be Lord of my life. Amen? But watch this because we never quit growing. We never quit growing. Take your Bibles. Go to Mark chapter 4. I want to close tonight. I want to show you this out of the Word. I'm going to take... I'm going to take, is this all right tonight? You guys, you guys pulling anything tonight? Because we're going to, yes, Jesse. Uh, Revelations 12, 11. Thank you, Brother Jess. Um, 
And we, we've read this uh, many times. We'll read out the Amplified if I can pull it up. I'll read out the New King James. It says, And they overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. They overcome him, overcome him by the blood of, uh, of the Lamb. Exploring God. Watch this. Salvation. They overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And what's it say from there? And the word of their testimony. Beginning in God. It's the word. We're getting the, we're getting the word of God. We're getting the, the word of God. They overcome him by the word of their testimony. They overcome by the word. The, when you get the word in you, that's what gives you the power to overcome. You, when, you, when, you, when you're able to, to, to have the word nailed down, you know, no, I'm not moving. This is what the word says. You know, this is what, it's why, we, it's why even around healing, we're adamant in this house about healing. I believe God heals, period. Pastor, I don't feel well. I believe God heals. We're going to remain adamant. We're going to believe what the word says above all else. That's why tithe and offering. I believe what the word says. I can't deviate from what the word. He said the windows of heaven would be opened. Amen. That's a promise given. He would rebuke the devourer. For my sake. Who? My sake. So I, you, you, you eat the word. You love the word. So you have that. You have, this, you, you have salvation. You have the word. Revelations 12, 11, And just to finish it out. And they overcome him by the blood of the lamb. And the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life to death. They were willing to give up of their life. And, 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 and as a result of that, who did they overcome? They overcome the enemy. Lordship. Lordship. I, I, give, I give my life as a ransom. I give, I give my, everything, everything in me belongs to God. Amen? Amen. Is that good, Jess? Did, did I cover that? Amen. Mark chapter 4. You know, I, I looked at Mark chapter four, and it happened the other night. Brother Don was uh, she he was uh, he was teaching in um, in uh, the Revelation class, and he he quoted Isaiah chapter two and Hosea four, which are, which are really prophetic because it talks about that in the end time church in Revelation. You'll 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 see that it's talking about. But what I love about it is like there, there's there's the double meaning that you'll you'll see in Scripture because I believe. Isaiah 2 prophetically is also in Hosea 4 is kind of written for the church today. That in the last days, that, that, that people will flow to the house of God. Amen? That, that, people, that, that, that the people will run. And I believe that's the time in which we live in. That's why making disciples is important. So does anybody believe we're going to have a great revival before the return of Jesus? I do. I believe that. I believe we're going to have a great revival. And I think we're touching it now. I, hallelujah. I think we're touching it now. I think we're touching things that we've never touched before. As a church, we're touching things where, you know, I, no shame, no guilt, no condemnation. I love Jesus. I'm going to make sure people know when I go to the bowling alley that I love Jesus. Amen? Amen. Mark chapter 4. Are you guys there? Uh, let me uh, see if I can get this up another way. Let's pick up at verse 1. It says, And again he began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat, and he sat in it on the sea, and the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parables, and he said to them in the teaching. And the point out is, you know, Amanda was talking about this with, with a tithe and offering message, which I've heard it preached that way. And uh, I've heard this preached 
different ways at different, different, different times. Verse 3, it says, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Mm, yeah, I'll, I'll hold that. Some, some fell on the stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increasing and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said to them, <laughs> He who has ears, let him hear. Now, profound statement, right? Jesus saying, he who has ears, if you have ears, hear what I'm teaching, hear what I'm saying. Let's drop down to verse 10. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable, and he said to them, Do you, uh, to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to those are outside all things come in parables, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. So Jesus is teaching in parables. You know, and, I, and not, not to get into the, the, the Greek or Hebrew, but the reason he was, he was teaching in parables was so that he could help them understand truth. He could help them understand the truth of the Word of God. So he, he taught in parables. There's a lot more that I could say about that. But in verse 13, let's keep moving. It says, and he said to them, do you understand this parable? And this is Jesus asking a question. Do you understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? So he's asking a question to his disciples. If you don't understand this, you're not going to understand, you're not going to understand other things. This is very self-explanatory. You, you need to understand this. Jesus is saying this to his So when I read that, I was reading this, I was like, he's saying this to me that if I don't understand this, how am I going to understand, how am I going to understand other things in the Bible? I need to understand this. <laughs> the sower. Verse 14, the sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. And when they hear, Satan comes in immediately and takes the word that was sown into their hearts. Now, is he referring to Christians or non-Christians? What would you guys say? I, I think I think it could be both, and that's a good that's a because I believe that this is the representation of people that are exploring God. Maybe there's maybe they're saved, but a lot of times, see, you know, people think, well, the Satan can't take the Bible says right here, Satan came and took the word out of him. So there's a deceiver. There there's an enemy. And you know, a lot of people will preach this as four kinds of people. I've read it that way for many, many years. These these are four kinds of people. But as I, as I studied this and I begin to, to meditate more on it and I begin to hear people teach about it, I believe these are four different kinds of attacks from the enemy. Because, see, you, you see, right, it's referring to four different people. And, you know, we could say, well, you know, there were three, three bad people and one good person. But I, I, I look at this and when I, see, when I begin to examine the Scripture, I see that this is, these are blatant attacks by the enemy. You guys trekking with me so far? And the sower sowed the word, and the one, 
And these are the ones by the wayside where the word was sown. When they hear, Satan comes and immediately, what's he do? He immediately comes. Does anybody know somebody that's heard the word immediately and then, man, you know, maybe they got a miracle, maybe something happened. Immediately Satan comes and he steals the word. He steals the word from them. Man, that's, so, you know, we have to understand that the enemy's quick. He's crafty. So when you're ministering, when you're going out and you're, you know, it, it's, 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 it's like, you know, you know, man, you're, you're sometimes just, you need to be, you need to be just, um, I don't know what the right word is, um, you, you know, need to be quick, but you need to be kind and you need to, you need to care. You need to have that for that person because, you know, immediately the enemy is going to come and try to steal, steal the word. You know, a lot of times when people get saved in the house, I try to very quickly, I'll call them on Monday, Tuesday. I'll, I'll let them know, hey, there's a men's meeting Tuesday night. There's church Wednesday night. Do everything you can do to get there. Do everything that you can do. If you have questions, call. If you need prayer, call. If you need something, call. Because I know what the enemy's going to do. You guys, you guys with me tonight? Because the enemy's going to come in. The enemy's going to come in. Verse 16, it says, These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. They're, they're happy. They rejoice. I, I receive the word. I'm excited about Jesus. You know, that these are the people that will, you know, they'll begin to, they'll get, they'll get fired up a little bit. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll be, you know, you know, maybe catch church once, twice, maybe three times, maybe Christmas and Easter. I don't know. You know, they, they get excited but what's it say again? Immediately they receive it with gladness, but they have no root in themselves. There's no root. So what we're doing, and I want you to catch this because this is, guys, if you understand the full picture of kings and why we operate the way we operate, why we do life groups, why we do discover track, why, why we do the things that we do, it's to pull people into understanding your walk with God. It's not just salvation and everything stops. It's that you, you are becoming a disciple of Christ. Amen? And you are becoming a disciple maker. Verse 17. And they have no root in themselves, so endure only for a time. So we understand these are people that hear the word. They, they immediately get excited about the word. But, ah, you know something begins to happen you know there's there's no root it, it hasn't it hasn't taken root amen it hasn't taken root yeah and afterwards when tribulation or persecution arises the work for the work's sake immediately they stumble um verse 18 it says now these are the ones sown among thorns they are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things, entering, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. The cares of the world. The, you know, the enemy. You think about how, how was Jesus tempted? He was tempted every way that we were tempted, right? But you, you, you see that in the world. You know, I can't, I can't come to church because, you know, you know I, I got to work Sunday morning, Sunday evening. And, you know, I got to work Wednesday, too. Life groups, Tuesday night. I, I got to work Tuesday night too. For whatever reason, they, I was working day shift and they moved me to Tuesday nights during men's. You know, I, I had Sundays off, 
But you wouldn't believe my boss scheduled me on Sundays. And I have to be there at 10 o'clock and I have to close at 6 o'clock. Guys, that's the absolute truth of how the enemy works. The care, well, you know, I have to have a paycheck. I have to, I have to, because listen, we're, we're trying to get over here. Because if, if we become God-centered, we become God-focused, is God going to meet your every need? Is God going to put, are you not going to have to worry about money? Amen. God, because when you're God-centered, you don't, I'm not, I'm not worried about money. I, I, honestly, I quit worrying about money. You know, there's things that I want to do personally, yes, but I'm not sitting around fretting about how I'm going to pay my bills tomorrow. Because I know I serve El Shaddai. I don't serve El Chipo. I serve God. El Shaddai. Amen. He's, he's my Lord. <laughs> he's my Lord. But the cares of the world, you see it all the time. You know, people will fall away from God because, well, you know, you, you know this happened or that happened. Or, you, you know, listen, guys, there's always, <laughs> as you're becoming a disciple maker and as you have people in your life, there are going to be people, and, um, and, I, and Miranda probably could say this about me because, and it's something I have to work on, but I will get in the trenches with anybody. You know, I, I, I'm like that. But even to the place where if somebody needed me six hours away, I'd jump in a car and go. You think, oh, pastor, that's, that's good of you. Can I tell you something to be honest with you? It's not always the best use, to my, best use of my time. Because many times that person has already made a decision how they're going to respond to whatever's going on. That's why, that's why I pray. And I even, I even, you know, if the Lord tells me to jump on a plane tomorrow, I'll, I'll, I'll check with my wife. You know, there's times where I've jumped in the car and I said, the Lord told me to do this. I need to go do this. And she would ask a question. And she said, what? Well, you better go then. You, you better go. Because it's, the, it's obedience, right? But you, you have to understand. And, I, and the only reason I'm telling you this is because, man, I, I am willing to get in the trenches with anybody. But sometimes you have to back away. You have, to, you, have to, you have to look, you know, you, 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 you want to keep them on the path, right? That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to keep people on the path. But, you know, you can't be Jesus for them. You can't be the Holy Spirit for them. Does that make sense tonight? So, everything's got to point back towards God. That God, you know, because people come to me, I, you know, I need money, Pastor. You know, I need this, Pastor. I mean, Don and I just over the last week, he was asked for $800. I was asked for $600, you know, $600. And, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not that I don't want to give money. It's not, that, you know, it's not that he doesn't want to give money. But if people aren't willing to listen to the instruction of the word, that's eight hundred dollars that's gonna that's gonna fly out of my hand, you know, and, and it's gonna fly out of my hand, and there's you know, and, and there's no change. There's no change. Because very specifically, him and I, and I'm not trying to I, I I'm just wanting you to see something. I do things because I care about people. And I don't expect I'm not expecting a a return. Not like that. You know, do you understand? But but you know, but if you're not willing to, listen, this is where it's coming to, and I believe there's going to be such a divide in this final hour of time where people are, that, you know, 
They, they need, they want, they need, they want, but they won't, they won't receive the word. Because the word will fix the problem. I, me giving you $800 doesn't fix the problem because you're next week going to go find somebody else to give you more money. So money doesn't just fix the problem. It's the word that fixes the problem. And, you know, and, you know, Brother Don and I met over it, you know, and everything he said was spot on. You know, he said, look, we've instructed you to do this, this, and this. Have you done that? No. You do this, this is how we can help you. It will do no good for me to pull money out of my pocket and give it to you if you're not willing to invest your time. Not, you know, you, you're willing to help out. You're willing to, to do this. You know, somebody the other day said, you know, it's the responsibility of the church to take and to go do this and, and help people do that. Yeah, I, I don't disagree that there's not a responsibility that we have as a church. It's why we had hundreds of food boxes and handing them out. It's why we keep food at the church when somebody needs it. It's why, this, it's why people in this church give. But you know what? what I, it's why people reach in their own pockets and give. I don't, I, don't use the, I don't use the company credit card when I go put gas in somebody's car. There have been people that have walked out of this church because they couldn't set through a service to receive a blessing. I've, I actually literally had a guy come in here. I need this now. I, you need to do this for me now. I said, you set through service. I'll buy all the food that you want, and I'll put $100 worth of gas in your car. Got mad and walked out. Okay. That's a, that's a devil is what that is. That's a devil. Come in, demand a pastor to do. You need to do, this is the church's responsibility. No, it's not. My responsibility is to make sure you have the word. We're, our responsibility, guys, listen, please understand. I'm not telling you don't help out. We have blessed people with cars. We've, we've bought things, you know. I, 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 but I want you to understand if we teach them this, we teach them the word, we teach them how to become responsible with the word, they, they won't want to receive. You know what they'll want to do? They'll want to give. They'll want to give because that's lordship. That, that's, a, that's a whole other dimension. That's a whole other realm. Amen. Praise God. I've got to close this out. But there, you guys, you, know, you see it, the, the cares of the world. It's, it's, it will easily choke things out. There are people that get on fire three months, six months, a year even, you know, and, and, then, and then something happens. There's a root. There's something in a person that God wants to deal with. I ain't dealing with that. I, you know, I ain't dealing with that because, you know, pastor's touching that nerve. I don't want to deal with that, just that, 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 that hurt. I don't want to deal with that pain. Pastor's touching that nerve. No, it, it's not the pastor. Many times it's the Holy Spirit. And to be honest with you, I thought, you know, there's many times I've looked at the pastor and said, man, you're ticking me off, pastor. Uh, my pastor was Pastor Ron. I was like, man, you're, how do you, you're ticking me off, pastor. And you know, and I, you know well, I've walked out of church service. I think that ain't right. That ain't right. You know, what they're doing in there, that's not right. And I sat in my car, and I, I remember I never even left the church parking lot. And the Lord said, the re I can move now because you left. Oh, Jesus. You want to talk about a wake-up call? Spirit of God started moving in church like it, did the, like it did the other night here. And I'm just sitting around, whatever, got some kind of offense in my heart. I'm hurt, wounded, whatever. 
Something's going on, right? I, I don't want to release it to God. And I'm looking around. People are laughing. People are jumping up and down singing. I was like, well, there's people just doing all kinds of stuff. Blah, 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 you know. That was my attitude. Me and another lady walked out. And I, you know, I was like, well, I can see why she walked out. You know, that's, that was what I was saying. And when I got in the car, the Lord said, now I can move. He kicked me out of church. God, God wants to deal. He wants to deal with this stuff. He wants to deal with the roots he, because he wants us to have, he's Lord of my life. He wants you to move into that place of lordship. See, we get stuck in discipleship. I'll be a disciple if it's on my terms. <laughs> you, can, you can disciple me, but this is how I want to be discipled. I'll go this far, but I won't go that far. You know, I've had people tell. <laughs> I've had people, you know, I've had, I looked at people point blank and said, you know, I feel to push you. I feel to help you and push you. And they look right back at me. You know, I'm not somebody that can be pushed. I don't, I just, you push me, I'll push you back. I'm like, is my job not to pastor you? Then you need to find another church and go somewhere where you'll listen to somebody. I, I mean, that's the honest truth. I don't, I'm not trying to sound hard, but it's just like people, they, I don't want to be, I, I'm a disciple, amen? I'm not only a disciple of Christ, but I'm being discipled by, by Dr. Morocco. And I've got a Pastor Brian in my life that makes me laugh. Of all things, I, I, I mean, you know, I, he's in my life to make me laugh too. Because he'll say some of the funniest things. I, I was on the phone with him today. It doesn't matter. Five minutes I'm on the phone with him. He's cracking me up. I could be having whatever kind of day, and he'll, he'll just run off on just whatever things. And it's just like, man, that's, I needed that. And I just laugh. So God knew that I needed that in my life. I, I, you know, and I love Pastor Brian. See, God does that. He'll put people around you. He'll put people in your life to move you into that area of lordship. Amen. I, I want us, as a church, I want us to catch this because I, I, I believe in our life groups, this is what we're doing. You're, you're making a disciple. You know, Jesse and Christine started a life group in their home, and, you know, we're, that's what we're doing. We're, 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 we're there for one another. Amen? We're, we're growing in the things of God. But we've got to get more people coming. Can I, can I tell you why, I need to, why we need to teach this? We've got to get more people. You know, Pastor, is, it's not about numbers. It's just the time in which we live. You know, and I was listening to a guy preach the other day. He said, you know, we're, we, you know, we literally could be one month away from World War III. The whole world could blow up in a month, and, and you know, and it's like, what, what are we really doing? <laughs> oh, blah, 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 blah. What are we really doing? I mean, like, what, what you, know, and I'm, I, you know, I'm praying today, Lord, give us another 20 years. <laughs> I'll be 70, Lord. Healthy, vital, still in the gym. Praise Jesus, I'm Brother John. 70 and in the gym. But, you know, we, we you know, I, I believe this is what we'll be doing in the millennial reign. I, it may not even call it something else because we, we're going to be saved, right? But I believe, you know, what we don't figure out here, we'll, we'll be figuring out somewhere else. But, you know, why not figure it out here so when we get to heaven we can say, hey, I know how to make a disciple. Amen. I know, I, I know how to do that. Because the word, Mark, Mark chapter 4, I've I seen what that said. Some 30, some 60, some 100. Mm -mm. 
Amen. We're going to bear fruit in this house. You're going to bear fruit in this house. I, I'm, I mean, in, in your five that you, that you have written down, pray for them. If you haven't called them, it's time to call them. It's time to, it's time to activate. As we go into this, this coming year, that's what this year is going to be about. Guys, I'm seeing a harvest field that's big in, in, in West Virginia. And where's God going to send us? I, I don't know where everywhere God's going to send us. But I know that God, you know, I, I have an ear to hear what I'm saying. I'm telling you, God, there are going to be things that we're going to do. You're going to say, you're doing what? You're going to, do, you're going to go there? Yeah. Because the, because the Lord is instructing. And I'm telling you, the harvest, the harvest is white right now. I've ne- you know, guys, listen, I don't think we've ever been in a time where people were, you know, yeah, I, I feel that. I feel the draw of the Lord. I feel God. I, you know, what's going on? What's going on in the Middle East? Couldn't be in a better time to cover Revelation. If you, you can go online and take that class. That'll be available. All that, that's good information to have. You know, for you to get that stuff in you because people are asking questions. Just don't tell them you know when the world's going to end because you don't know, right? Amen. Guys, I don't have anything else. Pastor Marie, anything you want to share? I mean, you didn't know I was doing this, so I, I just... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump back into this Sunday night and uh, teach. We'll kind of recap, come around some of this, and then, um, and then I probably two, maybe three sessions around this. I, I, you know, we're going to talk about what it means to make a disciple. Because I believe we all can make a disciple. Amen? You know what would be fun out of this, though? Out of this campaign, tithe and offering. I'll do that in a second. Out of this campaign, you know what I would like to do? I would like to have, you know, maybe even as we go into December and January, uh, 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 you know, we're praying for our five, but out of our five, we're getting two, maybe three into the house. Amen? You know, all five's great, you know, but if you get all five, guess what? You help somebody else go get their five. Amen? That, because we're going to make disciples. Amen? Hey, and then you can say, hey, you know, we got men's life group uh, first and third Tuesday every month. We've got this group. We've got that group. We got, we've got things that are going on. We've got Brother Greg's group Thursdays, third week of the month. You know, we've got, we've got places where we can plug people into. Hey, we've got Discover Track. You want to learn more about the church? You know, we've, we've got that going on. We've got church on Sunday morning twice. We've got uh, Sunday evening service. We've got Wednesday service. You guys are like, what day do you not meet? Welcome to Kings. You guys, let me say, let me say this. You, you don't have to be everywhere every night. Why, why do we do this? We want to we make things available for people. So people have an opportunity to hear the gospel. Because if anybody walks into a life group, anybody walks into me, if they're not saved, that invitation will be given. Every leader needs to know how to lead somebody to the Lord. If you don't know, you will know by the time we finish up the Great Commission. Every, every person, and please, and I'm not saying to, 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 to come off hard or wrong, but every person, we need to be able to be able to share this good news and walk people through salvation. Because there's going to be people walk into our life groups, transformation, you've had it. People walk in, they come in and they get saved. You know, well, you know, they're not, they're, you know, they left. Well, they, they had a hard spot, right? They were, they were over here. They were exploring God. They got saved, but they, 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 got, they got stuck here because they didn't understand the grace of God. You know, I have a drug problem. 
No, just I ran back. You know, and a lot of times it's because of their environment. They never change their environment. You know, you need to change your environment. You need to move. You know how many people I tell that to? I tell it all the time. You want a breakthrough? Move. What do you mean move? You mean move to Hawaii? No, move across town. Get out of your neighborhood. If you'll just do that, your life will go from here to here real quick. Just move. Why well, don't I can't afford? See, the cares of this world. <laughs> it. We're going to make disciples. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I don't have anything else. Any questions?